Here's a radio you've probably never seen or even heard of before. Word up. Rap, 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 guy. It was made in Mount. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Jay Sands, Sands on Sports with Rap Lover, and we have special guest today, Dr. Mark Williams. What's up, Mark? How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm good. How about yourself? I'm wonderful, wonderful. So just just explain people what happened. Uh, we, we just did the show, but we didn't it didn't record, so we're running back through it real quick, uh, but, but, but you, you didn't miss anything. We're going to do the same questions and everything. Uh, rap had to dip, but again, no worries. We're going to bother knock it out. So Dr. Mark, can you yes, tell sir. people a little bit about yourself, please? Man, I tell you, I'm a um, native of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, went to undergrad there, did my medical school training, uh, getting both the MD and the PhD. Uh, turned out I was actually the second African-American to graduate from that combined degree program. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, finished and did my um, residency in otolaryngology, commonly called ear, nose, and throat, head, and neck surgery. And uh, after finished all of my training, moved down here to Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I wanted to to be able to treat uh, singers with voice issues. Oh, and okay. Nashville was a good spot for it. Okay, okay, got you. And what are some of your favorite teams, starting with football? Well, um, I probably would have to go with since I've been down here in Nashville now for about twelve years. So I'm, I'm gonna have to go with the Titans. I still keep rooting for them. They get close every year, it seems like. But uh, Henry, one so day we're gonna make it. You didn't grow up a Bengals fan? I did. Uh, Bengals. Oh, okay. They were a little bit disappointing for yeah. us uh, for the past decade or so. But yeah. uh, I'm not one of those diehard. Uh, maybe I'm a fair weather fan. I apologize. Oh my wow. Wow. My Cincinnati friends, but, wow. but the fans in Nashville, I mean, they make you love the Titans because they love some football down here. In yeah. fact, if you don't talk sports or you don't talk music, you don't talk at all in Nashville. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Uh, what about what about basketball? You got a hoop team you mess with? I don't, not necessarily. Um, I haven't been able to follow basketball very much. I'm allowed really only one vice, one or two vices, yeah. and one yeah. of those is music. And so uh, we, we try to keep that um, <clears throat> to a minimum as much as I can, uh, just because of the demands of my work and family life as well. Got you. Uh, well, well, then we'll jump into the sports you played coming up. What did you? Where were you into? High school. I actually played football only for part of a season. So. Uh, actually, I didn't make. I was halfback. Actually, oh, okay, uh, halfback. And so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but I'll tell you what. We went through summer condition and and uh, made the cut. And we went just got started into the season. And they kept telling me, you know, this pain that you're gonna get is going to go eventually, and it never did. So uh, I had problems with my hip, so I had to get off of that. <clears throat> got you, got you, got you, got you. Well, you are an alumni from the University of Cincinnati. And In every sense of the word. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I want to ask you your starting five, top five Cincinnati Bearcat basketball players of all time. Bearcat basketball players all time. All time. So, well, you, you can't say all time without mentioning uh, Oscar Robinson. That's right, Beta Ada. That's right. Got you. Yes, sir. And um, 
Then uh, Sean Kirk, uh, Kirkpatrick actually is is okay. up there as well too. If you start looking at some of the scoring, so yeah, yeah. Um, beyond that, I'm, I'm I can't get all the way down to five of them for you there. Yes, uh, again, uh, I'll help you out because, like I said, I, my uh, my backcourt that I always thought like was Nick Van Exel and Oscar Robinson in the backcourt, and we mm -hmm. got Danny Fortson. Yo, check it out. Do you remember Dontonio Winfield? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a beat on the field. Yeah, he, was, he, played, he played yeah. one year and went to the NBA, but that first year he was fired. But 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 he, I tell you what, how you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his first game, his first game, he scored like thirty some, thirty seven yeah. or something. They were they were going crazy, but he he, he should have stayed. He should have stayed. Uh, but but anyway, we got Nick Van Exel point. We got uh, Oscar Robson, a shooting guard. Mm -hmm. uh, Kenyon Martin at a at power forward. I'm gonna put my man from Pittsburgh, Danny Forson, at power forward, and okay. Corey Blunt. Got two of them. All right. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah two. I'm trying to get <coughs> small okay. forward back. The, the small forwards that you you see were always kind of smaller than uh you know not, not like a stretch small forward. Well, I don't remember any. Well, check it out. They got some now because they got some tall young boys that I've I've been watching the, the last few years. You know? I don't know what they're feeding them these days, but yeah. I, I'm gonna give you that on Kenyon Martin too. I have oh, to give you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yo, here we go. That was the first quarter. So now we're gonna bounce into the second quarter, and. I wanted to ask you, Doctor, have you ever sung the national anthem at a sporting event? As the uh, performer? Yeah. Or, or in the in the in the stadiums? And as a performer, you're 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 walking I sing it out in the there stadium in, all the time. In, in the middle, in the middle of the the hoop court, you're standing there at tuxedo on, and you gotta go. You gotta you gotta do your Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I can't say that I've done that. Now, okay. I will say that I have actually sung in the Great American Ballpark. Okay, and so uh, it, was a, it was a different event. And so they had an all-day <clears throat> praise and worship event uh, down at the Great American Ballpark. Okay, got you. And when I was in Cincinnati, that's I had Cincinnati. my, my yeah, band. Yeah. That's, that's the new baseball stadium, Cincinnati. Well, uh, how, did you, how did you get into gospel music? I uh, started when I was in college, actually, at the University of Cincinnati. There was a gospel choir there called Hannah Roby. Okay. And so early, uh, when I first arrived at uh, University of Cincinnati, I was looking to try to get connected with some other like-minded people. And at the time, I was interested in starting to sing as well. So I figured that was a good spot to try to get connected. Um, wound up meeting a couple of other fellows okay. that we connected with. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I was a Kappa. We yeah. had two Iotas and then one Sigma, yeah. uh, who was yeah. all part of this group that we used to we used to write our own songs and perform those as well. We called it a fraternity in Christ. So that's right. Uh, that's when I started songwriting and singing publicly, at least. Got you. And, and you also write books. So uh, one, one thing about writing books is that a lot of times they're not completed. People people start projects and they don't finish it. Uh, but what's one of your ways of getting told? You said you already pointed out yourself. But, 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 but what's one of the, the, the methods you use to reach completion? Um. <clears throat> First of all, you, you can't reach completion without time. And I think that's probably the biggest impediment or obstacle to finishing it. Um, there was a book that I started maybe 20 years ago writing on marriages and I still haven't finished that. And gotcha. good thing I'm still I'm still married, so I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah, you're still expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I figured I probably it wouldn't work if I was uh, 
writing a book on marriage after about two or three years of marriage, but now I got about 27 years under my belt. 27, you're, you're on 27 that. right now. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I'm 10 behind you. I'm 10 behind you. I can dig it. Well, we'll check this out. People always think of LA and New York as the musical cities. Like, like you got if you want to make it, you gotta make it in these cities. Is Nashville a musical city? Like, like I know it has the, the nickname of, of being a music city, but is it really that city when it comes to music? Nashville is exactly that. <clears throat> in fact, they actually got the name um, Music City from the Queen of England. Uh, oh, Fisk, okay. The Fisk University uh, Jubilee Singers had the opportunity to perform before the Queen and uh, many decades ago. And at that time, she said, you know, this must be a city of music to be able to produce voices this beautiful. And, and so the name has stuck with Nashville. And it is exactly that because there's such an abundance of really talented musicians and singers. It, it amazes me how these people play multiple instruments, can, yeah, yeah. can get together and never have played a song together. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> you tell them the set list, these guys are killing it. Yeah. Like they've uh, been practicing together for years. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that, and we had a, a group of musicians that they would get together and they would play like musical chairs with the instruments. The drummer would jump on the bass, the bass player would jump on the guitar, the guitar player would jump on the keys, and they would just keep rotating all on beat, uh, and, and that just that that was crazy. I still don't know how they did that. It's it's phenomenal the, the talent of some people, you know. Yeah, I have to be honest. I do hate on them a little bit because yeah, I can't yeah. do any of that. Like me personally, I can't. I, I produce music, but I can't read music. But I have a kid who's learning how to read music, and what I'm noticing is that she can transfer the the chords from the guitar to the sax to the piano. She she's doing it like that. And again, I don't I don't know what's going on, but I'm just noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. You see here down here, we um every year I have this voice care the voice care center in Nashville, which is my office, um, where we, we treat singers with voice issues. We every year we have a Christmas party and we invite, you know, industry people, singers, musicians, producers, uh, record execs to this thing. And we have a live band uh, each time. And of course, and you get a bunch of musicians and singers in one room, you have to have an open mic. Yeah. And these guys, you know, they know all the songs. And even if they don't know the songs, they'll call out uh, different chords. They'll say like to the seven, to the five, to the yeah. four. Yeah. They know exactly where to go on that song. And it may have never played the song before, but slayed it. Got you, got you, got you. Well, I, like I said, musicians, I, th th those guys are like ma magicians when it comes to playing live. Like, like, like there's no, I, I've sometimes performed with a DJ and I performed with a live band before and there's definitely a big difference. So, yo, we're going into halftime. It's halftime. So everybody out there, if you got to go grab a snack, go to the restroom, whatever you got to do, this is your time to do it. You know what I mean? So we're going to go into the third quarter. And again, we're going to go into your profession because you are an ENT, ear, nose, and throat medical doctor. So I definitely want to ask you about that long Q-tip that I've been seeing. <laughs> and, and, and they say it goes all the way through your nose to the oh. back of your brain. Can you please explain to people like me who are scared of that Q-tip action, what's going on with the Q-tip? It How actually done that. It feels like it's going all the way in the back. So I've had it done, but I've never done it myself. Okay. Uh, if someone presents to my office with symptoms or any suggestion that they may have COVID, yeah, 
excuse me, we send them out to a um, to a testing center and tell them don't come back unless they get a, a negative test result for us. But um, it get pretty aggressive with it. When I did mine, it was uh, an orthopedic resident who who did the test. And okay. what happens is orthopedic residents, they're a little heavy handed. I call it black and yeah. surgery, you know, so they have to banging away on uh, long bones and hip bones all day long. So they're not the most gentle people. And, and that's good because you have to be able to get a good specimen. You yeah. have to, if you just go in there and lightly, uh, lightly rub back there, <laughs> you may get a false negative. So a yeah. false negative really doesn't help anybody. And got you. And, and while, and while text, testing starts to expand, do you think it's a, like people should start just getting tests whether they have symptoms or not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there are two reasons to, to test people. One is for diagnosis, and the other one is to track um, the incidence or at least the prevalence of the disease in the community. Uh, as, as has been mentioned multiple times in the media, up to 35% of the people who get this infection will be asymptomatic. And when they don't have any symptoms, it's hard to to, to limit your exposure and to other people. And so you can be without symptoms and spreading it to uh, other people without knowing about it, especially if they're your family members. You definitely don't want to bring home a disease to some of your more vulnerable family members who may be less resistant to it than you are. Yeah, and, and shout out to Patrick Hume because he, he just revealed that he tested yeah. positive a couple days ago. So big up to Patrick Hume. We hope you get better. Uh, this is a hip-hop show, hip-hop and sports entertainment at its finest. And, and one of the things in the hip-hop culture uh, people do is smoke, and they smoke. I've seen people smoke cigarettes, but a lot of people smoke weed. What are some of the, the dangers of actually smoking during this COVID-19 era? So I don't know that there's any um, studies that evaluate the impact of smoking weed or even for that matter, cigarettes uh, during COVID. But there is some evidence that um, the, the virus, the coronavirus itself enters the body through what we call respiratory mucosa, which is the skin or the lining of the entire respiratory tract. So the nose, the throat, the windpipe, mm. it gains access to the body through that specific type of mucosa. And um, in order to promote the health of that mucosa, there is some data that shows that uh, routine use of saline nasal sprays can improve the integrity of that barrier. Uh, it's not necessarily known if it will reduce the likelihood of getting the COVID infection, but certainly it's not uh, harmful to do. In fact, I've been recommending that people use saline nasal sprays whenever they think about it. There's some evidence that even on international or transcontinental flights, if you routinely use a, a saline spray, you decrease the likelihood of getting a respiratory infection from breathing the recycled air on the plane. Now, if that's if improving the integrity of the respiratory mucosa is beneficial, then the converse of that is likely to be true as well. And that is that <clears throat> when you have injured respiratory mucosa, uh, it stands to reason that you may have an increased susceptibility to infection. And so it is well known that cigarette smoke and, and as well as marijuana smoke does cause some, um, some diminishment of the, um, of the respiratory yeah. mucosa and potentially may increase the risk of infection Got directly. It. Got you, got you. Well, that's good information to know and that's definitely great information to share. And 
We are out of the third, going to the fourth. And like I said, my man was with us earlier, but he had to dip, so we did it over. But four square miles for money earning Mount Vernon, New York City. And also a big happy birthday to Grapp and Pete Rock's cousin, Heavy D. Uh, definitely big up to Heavy D on your birthday. So now we're going to go into the fourth quarter. And what I like to do is a, a, a section called stiff. Now, where I'm from, you call somebody a stiff. They might feel a certain type of, type of way about that. It's, it's not going to be good. So basically, I got my stiff of the week. And this week, I am picking the NFL hiring process because mm -hmm. they, they, they thought they were doing something slick, throwing throwing people a bone to get, you know, because basically, you, you're dealing with a league over 60% black, but maybe 3% of the coaches or something yeah. outrageous like that. So basically, they're, they're, they're not hiring black people to, to run these jobs inside the office. And basically what they just said is that we'll give you a third round draft pick if you start mm. hiring more black people. And this is the second time they had to do an incentive after they did the Rooney rule after uh, the Steelers owner, Art Rooney. And now they had to do their second incentive to get people to hire black people. And now I'm at the point where I'm just thinking maybe it's not the incentives that you should be focusing on. Maybe you mm. should be focusing on the reason why people don't want to hire black people. Maybe that's the thing you should focus on. Talk to the people, talk to the owners and figure out why. We know why, but it's something that should be talked about. Added. You know, there should be more dialogue on it instead of just throwing bones that people can basically just ignore because they have so much money. What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Mark? Well, I mean, you know, it's been, it's, it's nothing new. It's been going on since we've been here. Uh, there's always been this uh, desire to keep uh, black people from achieving um, <clears throat> statuses of power and influence. And so when you control the team or when you become the head coach of that, then you then have elevated to the uh, to the point of not just being the entertainer, but also being the, the change maker, to yeah, be yeah. the influencer as well. Yeah. And, you know, power is something, money is power, and power is not easily let go. Yeah. And so when you have, and we see that even in our political system at that, at that point, you know, when you start seeing too many black people start rising to positions of power, there is a portion, I won't say all of them, but there's a portion of white people who will become threatened by that because they don't know uh, what what might be the consequence of giving us too much power. You want to hold yeah. on to the power as long as you can. Yeah, I mean, and I do hope I do appreciate the incentives that they're given, uh, <laughs> but you know you got to change your mindset first before yeah, you yeah. before you try to get those incentives. Exactly, exactly, and that's not easily done because yeah. it's. It's so deeply ingrained in the in the franchise itself. And, and if a brother does get a job, he gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before Tom Brady gets there, and then he gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what basically happens. Well, yo, man, check this out. That's the end of the fourth quarter. We're we're, we're gonna get out of here, but I, I want to send a RIP. Jerry Sloan, he was just in the last dance at Michael Jordan uh, ESPN special. Uh, head coach of the Utah Jazz just passed away. Uh, RIP to Shag Gaspard, uh, the uh, WWE guy who drowned out in Cali. Mm. And last happy anniversary to me and my wife on our 17th anniversary to this day, no doubt. 10 behind you, 10 behind you. Try and catch up, though. Try and catch up. You know, I, I, I will tell you the secret to long marriage. Yes. Don't get divorced. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. How about that? How about that? As long as you don't get divorced, you'll be married for a long time. I can dig it, man. Well, yo, check this out. Let the people know how you get in touch with you, what you got coming up and all that. We need to know. So as you mentioned before, I am an author. I released a book. It's entitled When a Man Worship. It's actually based off a CD that I released as well called When a Man Worship. So each song uh, on the CD is actually represented by a, a chapter in the book. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited to put this in there. I call it Smooth Praise. It's sort of like, it's not quite hip hop, but it's got a lot of yeah. R&B, smooth jazz type uh, chords and, and feel to it. I, it called me the, um, oh man, Will Downing of Gospel. I and love so, Will Downing. Will, Will, Will Downing. So, so how did you handle the production on this? Oh, the, the production on the CD, it was, uh, I got connected with, with a gentleman who's down here, phenomenal guy, uh, yeah. in terms of Quentin Coleman, in terms of his ear. I gave him some songs that I had written and he changed the, the music on it so much that I said, you know, I can't I can't sing the old song to this. I have to write the old new song. And man, I, I love how it came out. It's a, it's a unique style of music, uh, but it's, it's importantly, I've just generated and release this book, When a Man Worships. And so it's a companion CD that goes along with the book. People can, uh, it, they can find it on Amazon, yeah. but they can also find me. Uh, all of my social media and website are all the same. It's Dr. Mark Will. DrMarkWill.com for my uh, website. That's D-R-M-A-R-K-W-I-L-L. And for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I haven't gotten on TikTok yet, but yeah, I'm uh, to figure that uh, out right now. <laughs> I try to understand it, but yeah. all the other uh, social media, you can reach me at Dr. Mark Will. Got you, man. Well, check this out, man. I'm Jay Sands. Shout out to Grab Lover, and this is Dr. Mark Williams, and this is Sands on Sports with Grab Lover, and we're out of here. Peace, y'all. Doc, thank you so much. Man, I appreciate you running back with me, man. That that that's the first, that's the hardest thing is that you gotta remember to hit that record button on before you start your zone. It's, it's and guess what? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, it still stays on, but I can stop.